Hello, this is the Potters Podcast. Another week, another draw. Great stuff, as we know. We're obviously going to cover the match, obviously, with player ratings, which we're really finding tough at the moment. It's really hard when there's like one chance and passing it sideways for 80-odd minutes. Yeah, I think both teams are probably guilty of that today. Yeah, it wasn't the best. But also, we're going to talk about the transfer because it ended up being an absolute... Absolute mayhem in the transfer window and <laughs> the deadline day. It was crazy. Yep. So six or seven outs and two in. Yeah. So we've also got a few other bits of news. Bits of news that are happening around the area and obviously. But first we'll have to mention Sir Tom, who sadly passed away this week. Bit of a hero over the lockdown especially. Been knighted Sir Tom, obviously. And you raised £33 million. Pound. I mean, that's some going on your own, that is. It's some going at 100 odd <laughs> years old. It's not... <laughs> It's not it's not something you can lightly put down and he was deservedly knighted for it. Yeah. Um just a nice positive story that last year when we've had a tough year, let's face it. Yeah, he's been um, a bit of a bit of an hero, hasn't he? It's yes. obviously sad time for his family and friends and rest in peace to Tom. Right, so now we'll go into obviously the player ratings for this week, which is gonna be hard, but we're gonna give it a go. Yeah. Starting goal. Starting goal, it was obviously... Angus Gunn. Angus Gunn. And he didn't have a lot to do, to be honest, let's be honest. No. I mean, Reading had eight shots, only one on target, really. Could I mean, give him a chair, really, in goal. Especially, <laughs> especially first off, because, I mean, to be fair, Stu did play well first off. Yeah. Sort of, Reading got themselves a little bit back into it second. What can you give him, really? I mean, I can only go six... Can only go six, and that's only because he ain't done anything wrong. <laughs> he hadn't done anything wrong. He hadn't done anything special. Didn't really have to make any saves. He was a couple of punches clear. I mean, to be fair, yeah, he might as well have had a deck chair out, really. Yeah, he would watch the game if he could stand it. Yeah, I'd have given him a, a little table, some dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Get yourself sat down, son. But he covers on it. <laughs> yeah, you can't really give him a bad rating, neither. And the sort of high one, really, can you? No, so. yeah. I think six is fair. That's yeah. what I'm going to go with. Yeah. Right, on to Collins. Got forward well. Broken to the box a couple of times. Like I say, he's, he's consistent into Collins. Yeah, he's, got, he's, he's a good player. You can see now why Premier League teams are coming in. He tried to break forward as much as he could, try to support the players, because, like, again, I've said before last week, we were passing sideways too much. I mean, we were a bit more creative this time. We played wingers by the looks of it, and... That's what we've been asking for for a long time, but I'm getting a bit worried now because we're playing wingers and we don't seem to look like we're going to win games, to be honest. I mean, the thing is, we, we sort of sat, sat here earlier on after the full-time whistle and thought, another draw, we still can't score. Got to look at the defence and think, we are solid as a unit now. At times, we, Oh, defensively. Defensively. There's nothing wrong with us as defensively. We're joking cheese compared to 12 months ago. But when we do try and attack and try attack properly we do seem to we, we concede silly goals yeah I mean to be fair to Collins he he, he, he did alright I'll give him a 6 to be honest I'm 6 saying 6 I want I'll, say, I'll say Sam for you <laughs> <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give Collins a Sam you're going to give him a 7 yeah a generous I, man yeah what's in that non-alcoholic bringing <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is sorry <laughs> a lot of sugar <laughs> probably that's probably what it is cheer up a bit but to be fair, before we go on, I mean, let's be honest, we did watch 
the highlights, so we're a bit happy because it's old times goals. It's all goals. Remember yeah. them goals? Yeah. That, well, we've just watched uh, one of Sharon's. It looked like it, Roberto Cort. Yeah, <laughs> outside of the boot. Incredible. 30 yards out. Right, so who's next? It is Fox playing as a left back, which I suppose is that's a, that's a positive. <laughs> yeah, that's a positive. Left back I'm not really impressed with Morgan Fox, to be honest, and you can tell that's why Norrington Davis came in, isn't it, really? Yeah, and obviously, I mean, Davis is now suspended for three games, and I think that's why Tarman didn't leave on loan as well. Yeah. Because I think I think he's brought Fox in, and he's quickly realised that he's not long-term. He's not good enough, no. to be honest. And there's a reason why Sheffield Wednesday let him go, let's be honest. Uh, I'll give him a five. Yeah. I can't remember him doing anything really. So no. does he done influence the play, he doesn't get up and out, he didn't really support or overlap McLean. I don't know if that's his orders from the manager, but it to me it's it's just like it's just like luster into it's not it's not good enough really. Yeah, I mean he, he's I think he, he he's never gonna be that left back who's gonna start bombing forward for you by any means. I'll say he is quite brave when he tackles and stuff and he, he is quite vocal but uh, to me, it says a lot when you keep timing as well, which means that for me, when Norrington Davis is fit, it'll be either him or Tarman. I, mean, I think it's just a shame we didn't get Tarman out on loan, to be honest, to, to a, like a League One club where he can mm. maybe start get, proving that he's worth that chance. We know he's got quality, we've seen it, but it's getting that consistency. Tarman's at make, make and break a bit now, though. Because yeah, the thing is, he's come in a few years ago now, he's gone out on loan, did well, come back. Come back, did all right. Well, he came back and did poor, which which to begin with, and then then towards, then the, towards the end of the season he started putting a couple of good performances in. Yeah, and then this season he's just not really. Well, he, he did a couple again. It was a couple of good performances, then he died away again. Yeah, that's the worry with him. Like we know there's quality there, we all know there is, but I just don't think he's a left back. I don't think he's a defensive player at no. all. He struggles defensively. Yeah, but going back to Fox, like I say. Right, sort of new signing, Harry City, new contract. New contract, he's signed, he's stayed, he's committed. Yeah, four and a half years. Four and a half years, that's him signed up for the next couple of years. Yeah. Your eyes, he's going to be a happy man. Said all the right things, doesn't want to leave, he sees his future here and he sees promotion. Well, he's got better eyesight than us at the moment. That's <laughs> <laughs> Must be on the old, old non-alcoholic side. Full of sugar and positivity. <laughs> I'm going to give him an eight. I mean, from the beginning, I mean, he had a tough start. I mean, Lucas Jow's on fire for Reading. And he he's probably him. the best finisher in the league, to yeah. be honest. And he's had him, had him in his pocket, really, yesterday. Yeah. So, the, oh, defend, as a defender, he's probably one of the best in the division. I'll stick my neck out. I think he's one of the best in the division. I think he's probably he's got been that top three for player of the season for me. Oh, at the moment, he's one yeah. player of the year. If it wasn't for Campbell's injury, that would have been a different story. But yeah. for me, the, the way well, you got to remember, this is his first season for Stoke, yeah. and he, he's just fitted in there five years. You just think he's like Ryan Shaw across the way he's been playing. Yeah. Right. So I'll yeah I'll give him I'll give him a I'll, I'll give him a seven. I'm yeah. I'll give him go for an eight. <laughs> an eight. An eight. Wow. <laughs> what is it now? <laughs> right, my favourite player, Danny Bat, come back. Get in. him up front. <laughs> <laughs> he, now, bat, he battled hard today. He's a battler. He is yeah. a battler. We we know that if he doesn't have to move or has to move quickly, he he, he is a good defender. He he suits he suits those kind of games. He suits gritty games where he has to get stuck in and he has to it's a tough afternoon today the wet it was pouring down with rain yeah that suits Danny he loves it yeah. he loves that 
<laughs> he loves getting stuck. Played in Middlesbrough. So what, I mean, that. what did they say in the Sentinel about um, the kind of player who'd play in the wind and rain? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, sort of that, that, that's, that's the Sentinel just, just really clutching his straws there. Yeah, he really didn't know what to say, did he? <laughs> he hasn't played bad. He hasn't played good. But he loves but the wind. He's good in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> good in the wind and rain. Yeah. That's yeah, some great reports. He is right, it? though, he is. He does love the wind and rain. <laughs> well, he went Middlesbrough, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he, I'll, give him, I'll give him a seven. I'll give him a seven. Six. Defensively, he was strong. He, yeah. he got every, every... But to be fair, when he comes in, he does get the clear in the head as well. He, he is good in the air. Very good in the air. He is that sort of player in them tight games you want. I, I don't want him in games where teams are going to start coming at us because that's when I think we have problems. Well, that's where I think now. I mean... If we put it down, I think we've got in Bats and Chester. I think we've got if we combine them. But what I mean by playing them one game, one in here, one in there, one in there. Combine, we've got to play it. <laughs> the thing is, at the just lately we've had sort of Suter and Chester. We've had Suter and Bats. We we have got options at the back at centre half, and it's something not so long ago we didn't. But it's the consistency of them that's the worry. Chester, I think, had a pretty poor game against Huddersfield. Almost cost us two goals. So we always Bats come in and done a good job. So Bats probably going to keep his place for the next game. Do you not think that they was partly put down to the way we were attacking? Because the thing is, you go certain teams will probably look at us and go because we used to, we were guilty of it for a few years where teams have come down, let us play for half an hour. When we weren't opening them up, they come and open us up. Yeah, and we we could be in danger of starting it again. Where we're not killing teams off quick, quick enough. I, I think there's also an, an indication of him bringing back in. Is he's desperate for the goal, and the thing is, off corners and crosses, Danny Bat is it's dangerous. It's dangerous. He's, yeah. he's more lethal than Vokes, as we've already discussed before. Well, I could find most people more lethal than Vokes. Otherwise, the milkman. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> he delivers that milk straight in. Danny on the windows. <laughs> Leafle straight in, get that in. Yeah. I, I do think that's where a lot of our conceding comes from at times, is the fact that teams probably let us play for a bit and then eventually they, they work their way into the game and then they'll start playing their own game. And we we have these chats, like the first half, we were on top first half and we should have punished them. And we didn't, and then he grew into the game second half. All right, fair enough. We didn't concede, we didn't lose the game. Should have been 2-0 at half-time. We but there. against some sides, they might come out second half and thump you. We've got to start, when we're having these chances, we've got to start taking them. Because for me, I know, I know a lot of Stoke fans will probably sit there and say, we're still desperate for a striker. And, and All right, Flet, Fletcher's done a good job when he stays fit. Probably, I've, I've, we'll we are short on numbers, for me. I mean, he's come out this week, Michael O'Neill, saying... Well, Gregory had to go because we had too many players up front. Well, for me, we're still struggling up front. Yeah, we Cause, are. Because Fletch is in one week, out the next. Well, we'll, we'll discuss that on the, the end of the match where we discuss Michael O'Neill and the performance. So, let's go on to who's next. Right, Mikel. Superman. I tell you what, he loves him. He absolutely loves him. He's like, he's like the new Everington. He's like Pulis. You know, Pulis's best mate was Everington. <laughs> Loved him. Every oh, Everington's your round. You know, I think it's Johnny McCall now because I don't. Let's be honest. Do you think he's putting the performances in to deserve that shirt every week? I think he's had a better game this week. He did this week. I'm not. I'm not slating him all together, but 
there's something going on there. There's got to be. St- you must some, have some time. Some true love. <laughs> there must be. Must be something there. I mean, today he did play better. He, he did help having wingers. I, I must admit, but I, the problem I have with him is his his creativity on the ball for somebody's experienced and played at the high levels he has. Yeah, I think I think a lot of the the early build-up play went through McCall today, and I think with it being a bit of a slower game, you give him that opportunity to grow into the game a little bit. When we get teams who come and bang the ball around and, and, and sort of quick teams, that I I do sometimes notice think, is he still a little bit off the pace and stuff? But today, it just seemed like anything good we did do started at McCall's feet and... and but I think you will get games like that with him because he has got a lot of experience and and the thing is he will I, I don't know he's not long term is he I sort of understand it in one respect because he's Joe Allen was injured when he come in Joe Allen was still injured he was long term as an injury yeah. somebody had to come in and do a job while he was still injured he's come in and can't say he's been terrible. No, he hasn't been terrible. I'm not sitting here saying he's terrible. I mean, the thing is that I, I see him as that I expected more from a player like that. I know he's getting on in years, he's 33, this, that and the other. But I thought he'd have a more dangerous pass on him. I thought he would have been able to pass the a lot of defences a bit more. Or, sorts, you know, make... Odd, I mean, he could be the, the answer why we're better defensively. But for me, he is going to be a one-season player. If we keep him on, it's just for backup or whatever. But I just don't understand why he's playing every week. That's that's what I'm not sort of understanding. I think I think we've got no choice. I mean, I'll go in with it. I'll go in with a, a six because you know his build-up play was quite good. Yeah, he set up clean for a chance. Again, he looked for me. He looked at he looked knackered after seventy minutes. Yeah, like I say, I do think he's had a much better. He's been better than last couple of games. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's been. He's been more productive. That's as that's me being very kind. Brendan Rogers sat next to me today. Well, not next to me, two meters away. But, <laughs> but yeah, I agree with that. Who's next? Alan. I don't. I don't think he's been right since he's come back. No, no, well, we so haven't really. We haven't won a game since he's yeah. come back. I love. I love some of the some of the press. What What would you rate Alan? Uh, he crossed the ball so I can do off. <laughs> then the Sandals words. He crossed the ball in the second half, no, and they right. give him a ten. Then they give him a six. <laughs> they give him a six because cross ball second half. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty hard for us. I mean, listeners are probably thinking, "Oh, well, we're not going into much detail." But how would you give anyone any rating who crossed our ball in the second half? Yeah, he did. If, that, if that if that's his only decent bit of better play, I don't, I just don't think. To be honest, since he's come back, we've all been pushing again. Oh, and when he comes back, we'll improve. Gone worse. Well, and once since yeah, that's back. what I mean. We've gone worse since Sean's come back. Mm-hmm. He's completely disjointed that midfield, like he did when he came the first time he joined joined yeah. the club. Disjointed our midfield that was yeah. quirking for, for a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> when we had six to seven players injured and we were still winning on a Saturday, mm-hmm. then that's why fans were looking at it, going, "We might make the playoffs this year." Joe Allen's come on. I'm fair time. One since. <laughs> <laughs> and he's straight to the team as well. Yeah. I'm going to give him a four. I thought he was shocking. Yeah. He didn't do anything. No. That's the thing. He didn't do anything. He didn't create no. didn't pass. influence the game. He didn't influence. No. He didn't control the game. He didn't do anything. No. That's the thing. That's all it takes. So like I say, I'll give him a four. Yeah. 
I, I, I was thinking same. I, I just think for some reason since he's come in, he's completely destroyed our momentum. Yeah, basically. So, yeah. Right on to Sam Lucas. Had a chance at goal. To be honest, he he looked in spells like the player we remember from last season. Yeah. Had a great strike as well from distance, which is what we love him for in the first place. Yeah. And hopefully now he can start kicking back on again. I'm hoping this is the dawn of him returning now because we need him. This yeah, is the we're desperate, now. For, him we're desperate for Lucas yeah. to come back to that. We're missing player. his goals. We're missing his goals, and the team scored 14 goals last season, 15 goals, yeah. whatever it was last season. Yeah. He's a massively important player to the way we played last season. And I think when we play with four, he does start getting into positions better. Well, now we've lost Tyrese as well. We need somebody else to be chipping in with some goals. Yeah, because last year it was just them two getting all our goals. I mean, we had 10 shots today, but the, we had two on target, and that's. It's not good enough. But we were better going forward. Yeah. That's, the, that's, that's the only good sign, especially the first half. Because I, I thought we were quite unlucky not to be leading. I was, I was impressed with Luke, so I'm going to give him a seven. Yeah, seven. Seven's a fair. I, I, I just wish we could have half a player we had from last year because he just. Not just his work, right? It's just somebody's runs into the box. He was brilliant last year. He, he, was, he, was, he was just a good. Midfielder, that's what we needed. Yeah, good game forward, good at creating chances. He was great play. Right on to the one man I think is could make a big difference at Stoke the rest of the season's clock. I thought he was man of the match, hardest. Yeah, his runs were brilliant. He was breaking up the channels. He was trying to get in the right areas. A couple of balls were a bit deadly coming through. Just weren't just had no quality at the end of. His, his, his first touch is brilliant. At times. He's got a great touch. Yeah, he's, you can see he's a quality player. You can see why Spurs work so hard to get him from Leeds from such a yeah. young age. You're nine million pound for a seventeen year old. He's a good crosser of a ball as well. Yeah, he's a good crosser of the ball. And I've said this before. I said it last week on the pod. Get him high up the pitch. And he'll he'll, cause he'll, he'll cause problems yeah. to opposition, especially at this level. He'll cause damage. Yeah. And now, if we play this formation and keep playing this formation, and maybe start getting some a bit more quality up the top ends, we, we could probably do it. Yeah, I mean, I suppose you've got to look at the fact that since last year, the improvement as a unit is a much improvement. I know some people might not be happy with another draw, but you've got to look at it as a long-term project. And you just think, the improvement in 12 months... From last year, what's the improvement going to be this time next year? Well, that's, that's the thing. That's, that's the thing. If he brings the right people up top and, and sorts a couple of key areas. Well, you've got to think we've got four strikers. We've managed to get one out the door, which we'll discuss after, obviously. But yeah. we've got two, three, maybe if Benny Ferber comes back that we need to get rid of. Just get them off yeah. and rebuild. We've got we've got one there in Fletcher that'll do for another year. It's so only another year. Oh, it's only another yeah. year unless I don't know. I got. This moment with time, I can't judge it. But like Fletcher say, couldn't play 46 games of a season anymore. No, he can't. No. He can't anyway, we know no. that. That's why Chef Wednesday let him go. Chef Wednesday's struggling. They're probably going to go down this year, Chef Wednesday. And it's because they let Stephen Fletcher go. He used their goals. Yeah. But because of his inconsistency and his, he can't stay fit for game after game, they decided to let him go and try yeah. to build with somebody else. Yeah, You're probably looking at between 20, 25 to 30 games at a top with yeah. Fletcher. Um, so I'll tell you what I'll go in with an 8 for Jack Clark I thought I was really impressed with him yeah I, I was going 7 but we'll go with McLean Seth, for me he's just staying on his feet yeah he's, he's in the box He was when he gets the ball he's just got it it's just over complicated things really yeah. you, you're 5 yards 5-6 yards out just put your foot through it 
Which is what he was doing last season. Last yeah. season, he would have buried that, let's yeah. be honest. Just sort of praying for a penalty, and when you don't get it, you just think, well, you might as well have just gone for goal and so see what happens. Yeah. The thing is, when we're short of goals, I, mean, I can't even say put that down to low on confidence. I'm sorry, if he's six yards out, you know where the goal is. Yeah, he should have buried it. It's as yeah. simple as that, really. It's, it's not good enough. I mean, other game, he was always weak and he was always trying to graft and get us into positions. Yeah, I mean, it was him who, it was him who set up Fletch as well for, the, for his offside goal. But um, to be fair to him, since he's come back in, we have looked a little bit more dangerous going forward. Yeah, he, he does bring that because he's, he's got that powerful run forward that yeah. when he isn't in the team or when he's too deep, you don't see him because right. he's running against midfielders and can't break into those key areas. It's important that we played with the wingers today because I know, I mean, if we can, if he can keep going and maybe get a, a chance and score a goal, I mean, he, he, had a better, he didn't have a better chance than he did today. Yeah. Let's keep us positive, and I think now with this formation, we do look stronger. That's another thing, isn't it? I mean, we say about Klukas, but McLean was player of the year last year. Yeah. If he gets a goal, he could kick him on, and you can see it a better side turn because we've only seen glimpses of it this season. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him a seven, seven yeah. to be honest. Right, Fletcher. Loves an over-head kick. Loves an over-head kick. Bicycle kick. Loves these little technical flares. Don't you have to wait up there. Two yards out, bicycle kick. A bicycle kick. I won't tap it in the head. No, sorry for him, to be fair. It's still a good finish. It is a great finish, yeah, to be fair. He had to do a lot there. I mean, he was just marginally offside, wasn't he? I mean, it wasn't. He was offside at the end of the day, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's... Play drop. You can see you see that back line just push that fit. Is the ball just before he plays it? They pull forward two three yards. You can, it's good. It's good defending really. Yeah. Before the ball's played, they just make that couple of steps forward and it's and it's killed us. But yeah, lots of lots of basketball. I know. I know. I know. We, we, to be fair, he didn't he didn't really do a lot else. But he's still got. He knows where to be. He's got that experience. He knows what to do. And the thing is, he is our best striker at the moment. Oh, without, without a shadow. Yeah, without. To be honest, I like him a lot, Stephen Fletcher. I think he's a good player. It's just a shame we can't keep him fit. And that that's the big shame with Fletcher, because we've got no one else. No. And the problem is, when he's injured, we, we're, we're oh, stuck yeah, with folks. Yeah. Especially with now getting rid of Gregory. Because, to be honest, I'd actually prefer Gregory as the backup striker to, I was, to, instead of Oaks. I was, but, not, for, not, not so much for goals. Just for the fact he, he holds creative. the ball up well. Yeah, he holds the ball. He's, he's yeah. more creative. He's, he's all around the air. He, he, he is a bad misser, but he, well, he's gone now, isn't he? And I think his contract's up at the end of the season, so we'll probably never see him. To be him honest, sir, I don't think... We didn't really see a great deal of him under O'Neill, really, have we? I mean, no, he, he didn't really rate him because he was missing chances. But he wasn't. But, uh, but <laughs> he <thought it> was <laughs> just I'll, I'll go over seven, steady seven. Yeah, he, he did all the right. The thing with Fletcher yeah. is, and, and, and it's the one thing that is you see with most of his games, is you might not see anything of him for 70 minutes, but then he can win you a game yeah. just like that. And and that's the thing. It, it, if if he gets a chance, oh, he scores. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he scores. He gets a chance, he'll if score. We, if, we had, if we had a key chance at 89 minutes, and you've got either Vokes take it or you've got Fletcher take it, you'd bet your house on Fletcher taking it. Well, yeah, I won't bet on Vokes for a quid. That's because I could use that quid for a drink. (laughs) So, yeah, it's one of them. Yeah, for me, 
you're never going to get him play 46 games, but at the moment, we are stuffed without him, so we've got to try and keep him fit. Yeah. Right, so now we're going to Michael O'Neill's rating. I don't know, he's, he's, he is very negative, isn't he? I, but I, sometimes I think I think he knows we can't score goals, so he'd more prefer to keep things tight and see what see how games pan out. Yeah. That's how it feels to me a bit. Because the thing is, last year, we'd go at teams and win 3-2. No, but the thing, this is the thing that annoys me, is that last year we had to, because we had to get points on the board, yeah. we had to stay up, so we had to win yeah. games. And that, that system we worked, played, worked, we got us results, we yeah. were winning, we were playing brilliant at one point, so like people said, if it was from the start of that season, we would have finished fourth or fifth, if, with the points for yeah, the table, yeah, we were, we we were, were flying up there, yeah. and then all of a sudden this season it's gone a little bit too defensive for a lot, for a large part, it's gone to this formation that I really don't like, and I haven't liked from the start of the season. But to be fair to my colonial, I'll give you more credit in the world today because we played Reading, who were on fire. We've got one of the most lethal strikers in the league in, in Lucas yeah. Joe. And to be fair, we I thought at times we should have won the game, which is a comfortable feeling. I mean, he's now finally listened to me and decided to play wingers and play yeah the system. So finally, good for him, he's been listening to me and listening to the podcast and gone, yeah, Ian, that's right, we'll, I'll play with wingers. Well, the thing is... It, You've heard it in the past. People always say, if you've got problems at a club, you start from the back. You build from the back and work your way forward. He's largely sorted defensively. We, we've we gone from shipping two, three every game to barely shipping one. And, and, and that's the thing. Yeah, we don't get battered. We don't get battered no more. We don't get battered anymore. No. If we lose, it's 1-0 or 2-1. Yeah, we, we, yeah. we don't get battered. Things are improving massively. And... and, and People misjudge because there was a few complaints last season that I gave him a three out of ten <laughs> for the folks last night last week. But the reason of that is because Huddersfield lost five in a row. We we, we looked defensive from the minute one to minute end, yeah. and we we were struggling. And defensive errors were popping up everywhere. But this week he's got attacking. Knows that if we sit back against Reading, he'll score goals, and he, and he's gone for it a bit, and we we look good for it. I mean, we had ten shots. The the problem is, it's clear to see what our problem is lack of quality and that's yeah, where our finals are it's yeah. lack of quality that pass that cross yeah. that chance we, we I mean McLean I don't care what happens the difference between Norwich Brentford and Stoke that McLean chance would have been buried by them yeah Tony has that chance that McLean had 1-0 simple yeah. as that because let's be honest Brentford every time they're shooting the ball it's going at the moment so yeah. <laughs> it's one yeah. of them isn't it they're just hitting from anywhere yeah. I mean so, they, they four, I think they were four up to date by 65 yeah minutes. it's ridiculous I think they went 1-0 yeah. down and just completely turned around and went 4-1 I mean to be honest we had more possession as well as getting the ball forward maybe the shots like I say were lack of quality we had 10 two were on target the thing is for me I, I'm going to give him a solid 7 for that performance because the way we've been playing recently, the way Reading have been playing recently, to control that game like we did. Yeah, I, th- I think I think you've got to look at it and think it probably is a good point. It's just at the moment we could do with getting more than one. Yeah, that's <laughs> the problem, yeah. But we've gone up a position and we've not dropped down and I don't feel terrible about it, let's put it that way, but there's been a big call this week from fans about having a look into the youth team a little bit more. Now, the youth team won again in the week. Yeah, three one against Wolves. Yeah, and and you look at folks. I mean, I know we've given some stick on here, but I mean, social media gets destroyed. Oh, he gets, he gets destroyed. Yeah, he does. And and you just think, would a youth player be a better option on that bench? Well, I I think now that 
with the emergence of some signs that we'll talk later. We've got a guest coming on next. But before we do that, it's question time. And after I got robbed last week... Yeah, robbed. I got robbed. I mean, robbed. your second clue is, you played for Southampton. Well, you're normally the quiz master, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, because I'm giving the quiz. I'm near enough putting him on your hand. <laughs> <laughs> right, so this week's player question is... Oh, didn't give the answer away. <laughs> right, it's three two at the moment. You've got a chance to go level for the first time so I far. Because I bet you thought of the most obscure player. Yeah, played five minutes <laughs> in seventy eight. <laughs> right, this player played for Chelsea and got relegated with Leeds. Can I write these clues down? If you want, in the yeah. pod. If you want, yeah. So that's. He, he played for Chelsea and Leeds. So that's like my clue last week, isn't it? Not really, because this is a start, not a second clue. Is he Chelsea played for Southampton and Leeds. <laughs> right, I'll, I'll just think back through about 450,000 players. <laughs> and he played under Tony Pulis and Captain Stoke. Played under TP. That's all I'm giving you. Okay. That's all I'm giving you. So, hello, Ange. How are you feeling in these great times? It's becoming a bit wearing, isn't it? It's... Uh... Listen, we're all in the same boat and uh, the sooner we all get the vaccination and hopefully it works, we can go back to some form of normality. So everybody keep safe. Well, that's it. That we, if we second that, we need everybody to get fit, get the vaccine and then we could all start going stoke again. And watching Gary Rowe at football. Yeah, um, maybe go up a gear when we get back to having crowds. Um, I think one of the saving graces of not having crowds at the moment is that a lot of people who are disappointed can't express that disappointment in in the way we know Stoke fans do. So hopefully it will have turned this drawing corner into victories by then. What do you think the problem is since we last spoke? Because last time we spoke we were talking about winning the league. I mean, now now we all feel silly by even mentioning that now. But what do you reckon has been the major problem? I mean, a load of people have been saying it's the return of Joe Allen. What, What do you put it down to? Well, I don't think it's the return of Joe Allen. I think Joe Allen... um, his weight in the team. I think that's coincidental. I think genuinely, a lot of people have said it's completely down to the fact that we've lost Tyrese Campbell. I don't hold with that either because if you think of football teams that win leagues, get promoted, win cups, it's not just one person that scores the goals. Yeah, they'll have an out-and-out striker that scores a lot of goals, but they'll have other players that chip in with a fair amount of goals. We haven't got that. We haven't had it for a while. But now Powell's been injured. Klukas isn't firing. I mean, Klukas was top scorer with 11 last season. He's hardly played, hardly contributed goals. And I think it's just generally the fact that we haven't got enough goal scorers in the team. And today, for probably 70 minutes, Stoke with a better team. But hand on heart, uh, apart from the McLean shot that he shot straight at the keeper, the brilliant goal that was offside, apparently, I couldn't tell from the camera angle whether he was offside or not. We never looked like scoring, did we? No. There's a real problem at the moment. I mean, McLean's misfiring, Klukas is misfiring, folks never fired. There's, there's a, I think there's a lot of problems at the moment. And I think a lot of it does come down to the lack of not bringing anyone in January, really, that's got a goal in him, really, to be honest. I mean, but, but I'll ask you a question now, and I know this is your podcast. Who would you have brought in on the money that Stoke can spend who would have replaced the goals that we think Campbell would have scored? I would have taken him out to the loan market and tried on to the Premier League, and especially with how many left in, in January towards the end, I would have had a little punt on somebody from the academies. I mean, there's got to be one or two there that that would come down 
to just till the end of the season that could do a job. I mean, well, I, I, there's nothing to say we didn't. We, well, well, I know, we, I know that. To announce, Stoke aren't going to announce we tried to get this bloke, but they turned us down. That's just not great publicity, is it? I, I, I'm sure. It, to me, it stands to reason. It's like people saying we shouldn't have let Gregory go when Gregory played. Let's be honest, he worked his guts out, but he, he was very good at missing goals. Oh, he's a great missing yeah. man. All of a sudden, we let him go, and everybody says we shouldn't have let him go. Well, I think he'd scored one goal in, in quite a few appearances. You, you just... Everybody's a better player when they don't play. But I, I don't believe for a minute that if Michael O'Neill had thought he was going to help us, uh, he would have let him go. And I also don't believe if Michael O'Neill and the recruitment team had felt there was a player out there that could make Stoke better up front, they wouldn't have jumped for it. Because he gets paid on results. And if we don't get the results... Like every other manager that doesn't get results, he'll be in trouble. And the amazing thing is at the moment that we've been on this dreadful run. I think we're about 18th in the form table, but we're only four points off the playoff. I don't see that scared. I couldn't believe when I looked before. Our Halloween's still ninth. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> you know, I mean, everybody's beating everybody else, and there is nothing to say, though I wouldn't put any money on it, there's nothing to say that Stoke couldn't go on a four or five game winning run. I don't think they will, but, you know, you look at this league <laughs> and everybody's beating everybody else, so they're not out of the picture yet. I would turn around and say if somebody asked me to put 50p on Stoke getting in the playoffs, I wouldn't. But whilst you're playing and whilst there's 18 matches left, as a player and as a manager, you've got to believe that you're going to have a winning run sometime. Well, just to win. I'd, I'd like just to yeah, win. just to win. I mean, listen, I'd rather, I'd rather draw every match than lose them all. We've been down that route. It's not much fun, is it? No, no. It, it is reminding me a lot of going out. And I can't understand the big two around. The good thing is we, aren't, we haven't had a bad tune. That's... That's one good thing. Defensively, we, I don't think we've looked this strong since Pulis came in, to be honest. No. But it, it's just the misfiring up front. I mean, the formation, I think, has been the biggest problem that I'm, I've been worried about this season. I think that's got it's got a lot to explain, this five-at-the-back system or, you, you know, with wing-backs rather than wingers. Because it failed underneath Ethan Jones, and I'm struggling to understand why that system has now seemed to be you know, mainly in there. And then this week he, he put wingers in and we did look a bit more creative. We had shot 10 shots yeah. today compared to normally where we're lucky if we get five and not a single one on target. So, like I said to Mark, I think he's finally listened to the podcast and listened to me and put wingers back in. <laughs> I, I, just, I just think I just think we need to be positive because we're not shipping goals. We are. We starting at the back. He sorted the defence out, and maybe you'll see a difference next season. I don't know. Well, it's quite interesting you say that because when they were at the bottom, he he had a lot more faith and let people attack a bit more. Uh, maybe that was desperation. I don't know. But um, I, I do. I'm like every Stoke supporter. I I want to see more shots on target, more shots on goal. But then you look at the statistics, and Stoke aren't bad at, at scoring. So. You know, they've scored quite a few goals. Um, it's just one of those situations where a lot of people say we aren't far off. You know, Lucas and Alan have obviously got to get in the goals as well and create more. I don't think we're creating as much as we should. But then on the bonus side, I thought John Obi Mikel today, was it was the best I'd seen him. I mean, he went on one particular run that I thought was outstanding. I thought it was the best he'd played. Clark, I think, has got a lot going for him, although he passes the ball... 
uh, backwards or sideways, and I think that might be because he's just lacking in confidence. He's certainly got the beating of the full-backs. And then you, you look at Matondo. Um, and We brought this lad in, and when I asked Michael O'Neill in the press conference the other day, he said he needed a bit more time because he hadn't been playing a lot. And perhaps they pushed him in too soon. I just felt the subs were a bit late and a bit reactive again today because when they put the the the, the sub on Reading, they the first sub in particular, they they looked a much better team. And for the last twenty minutes, I thought they were better than us. Do you not think, Ange, with with Matondo though, that with him coming from Schalke, they're in such a bad place? I I just think his confidence is going to be low anyway. I mean. They've had three managers this season at Schalke. They're about 10 points adrift, I think, at the bottom. It might take him a, a couple of weeks for get up to speed for me. Yeah, no, I would agree with you. And that's virtually what he said. He said that perhaps they'd, they'd expected a bit too much of him too soon. But when, when you take... Look, we all get carried away. And I think you did say we'd probably get top two. And I said I thought we, <laughs> we, we could make the playoffs, right? Well, that's, what's, that's what all football supporters do. But if you look at look at it objectively, and you look at where we were this time last year, if somebody had have said to you that you would be four points off the playoffs with eighteen matches to go, you'd have probably said they were deluded. Now we might be chance. deluded, still hoping that they'll get into the playoffs. But nobody can turn around and say that there hasn't been a tremendous change in the fortunes of the football club, and that's all down to one man. Uh, working with probably one and a half arms tied behind his back because of FFP. We're still walking a tightrope of FFP for when it comes back in. We've still got players out on loan who, whilst we think they've gone now, they'll be back because I can't see people (laughs) buying the players that have gone on loan. So you've got them to come in and go out again. This is going to go on for possibly three or four more transfer windows. So if you look at the positives of this season, he's brought the age of the of the players playing squad down. He's brought in some good fast loans. I don't think any of them will stay with Stoke. But certainly Nonington Davis, they're not going to let him go. And he's made a massive difference. Yeah, OK, he's out for three matches. I thought Morgan Fox was good today. But if you look at the way the, the club is being reshaped and things like Alfie Doty being brought in for the future, he's going for pace and athleticism, which is what you need to get out of this division. And I, yeah, OK, we, if we write off this season, I'll be very surprised if we aren't in the playoffs or above next season. I still see I, Andrew as a long-term project anyway. I, I think I, I did... I think people think he was going to wave a magic wand and we were going to be like a totally different team the following season. I, yeah. don't, I don't see it like that. I see it as sort of two or three years and then you'll really see what what we're capable of. It's just getting rid of them bad eggs and then... There's a lot of bad eggs, though, that's the problem. I mean, the, the thing is, with the, they, they are now trying to finally move into the you know at least the 21st century by bringing analytics teams in, by bringing young players through instead of bringing old men in. So there is an improvement coming in, but it is going to take a while because we've, got, we've probably got 10, 11 players that we don't want that are still oh, on the boots. At least. And, and for every one of those players that, that comes back and goes training, you're basically stopping the development of a younger player because you can't have younger players coming up and training with your first team if you've got 40 first-teamers vying for a place. Yeah. So it's not just them playing, it's them stopping the development of, of some of our younger players. And if you look at the players in the under-18s and the under-23s, they 
some very promising footballers at Stoke City. Now, a lot of people were talking about Verlinden, which I never got. Never understood how people kept talking about him because we hadn't seen much of him. And if he was that brilliant, then how come he ended up going to a, a club in Holland and not another, shall we say, British club? Because uh, that's what tends to happen. If you've got any potential, somebody else in, in this country will pick you up. So you look at him, Tom Ince will be back, I, I would think. You look at Lindsay, I think of, 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 of out of the players that, that we've sent out on loan, I think realistically Lindsay might be the one that we sell. I think they may buy Lindsay if he play, performs well, but of course with our luck, he probably won't perform well because we tend to, to buy players that go through bad fortunes at the football club. You've got Bauer who's on loan. I think the only one that's on loan at the moment that might run down his contract now is uh, our famous Badoo and Dai, who I think has just signed an 18-month contract, which will take him to the end of, the, of his contract, with yet another loan club. So uh, these players that, that have gone, they haven't gone. And as Michael O'Neill said, we are still contributing to some of their wages. Yeah. So it's not as if they've got... I cannot believe for a minute that Luton are playing all Tom Ince's wages. No, no, right? there's no chance. You, no. you look at Bauer, we'll be playing his wages. Vimmer, we'll be playing his wages, or, or at least the main part of them. Uh, it's just frightening how much money's going out of the football club for people that have hardly kicked a ball for us. So that's another positive. We, we're not going down that route anymore. And I, and I think he's, as I say, I think he's done a great job... But the problem we've got is it's just not much fun watching Stoke. Firstly, football's not much fun without fans. Uh, we all know that. And, and perhaps now the powers that be will realise that if they keep pricing people out of football, that, well, people have learnt not to go to football matches anymore. So I think, that, I think football will reset. I don't think we'll ever go back to seeing football like you and I expected before, whereby somebody in the championship goes for millions and millions of pounds, I think those days are over because there isn't the money in the game at the moment and I think it will reset, the whole of football will reset. But more importantly, for championship players and below, I think the wages will become down to a, a more normal level. Never normal like you and I would expect. Oh, no, yeah, not, not, but not, a lot not less money. Room. I mean, I think where people have been getting 50 and 60 grand on contracts because that's just the way Stoke paid money and they were on Premier League money and they came down, I think you'd probably be looking around 15 to 20 max and even that is a lot of money. Um, but I, I think footballers will uh, have, have had their glory days in the Championship in terms of, of money and maybe that's what it needed. Maybe people will now think, gosh, I've been lucky and work that little bit harder. But as fans, the game's not the same without fans and... It must be hard as a footballer, however much you get in. I, I'm I'm quite interested about what will happen for teams that uh, that are already know basically, and we might be one of these in a couple of weeks. That they can't, they aren't going to go up and they aren't going to go down. How do you stay motivated playing in empty stadiums when there's nothing on it really? It's going to be interesting to see how how it affects teams because we know home advantage has gone this year. There's no advantage of playing at home. I think this is the highest season ever for away victories because there's no fans. So in some ways, Stoke are lucky that there's no fans in there to show our displeasure. 
in other ways, maybe if the fans had been in the game, it wouldn't have happened. Maybe, you know, they'd have pulled the finger out and made the substitutions earlier. Or some of the horrendous decisions we've had wouldn't have happened. So I'm looking forward for, for football to come back to as near normal as possible so we can at least vent our spleen rather than just vent our spleen at a computer screen or a yeah. laptop or an iPad. Because it's not much fun shouting at an iPad, is it? No, it isn't. No, it's not the same. It's just not the same. <laughs> Look a bit Because there's, there's a chance in the ground he can hear it. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know, I mean, some clubs like the Arsenal, they, they probably won't notice. But, but um, no. when fans go back. But do you find yourself your mind sort of drifting to other things this season in matches because I, I can honestly say that some of the home matches this season I've been looking at scores in other matches something I would never do at the stadium yeah. because you, you've not got that engagement with the match and, and also it's been boring oh it has it's been, it's, it's been, it, a large part of this season has been a chore to watch Stoke to be honest it, it's been difficult at times but you've not just lost the game you've lost the day yeah, everybody does the same thing on match day. Yeah. Mostly, yeah. they go the same place in the morning. It's just not the same, same anymore. Cause when, cause, I mean, if we, if, if even if you're winning, it's still not the same. It's still not the same. It's it, you know, you miss the whole day, the buzz. You know, you get. You miss meeting your friends. You miss yeah. having a drink. You miss having a row with the same people about a player that you get fed up of them yeah. talking about. And that one person that. who goes, "No, Sam Brooks is a good player." <laughs> you, know, yeah. you get that well, one or two. Yeah, people, well, you know, you know, they're obviously suffering from some form of mental trauma <laughs> I, I, I just the one other thing I, I, I think is really worth considering is for every fan like you and me we're all diehard fans now talking and everybody listening will be a diehard fan but some people will find they've got more money because they haven't been spending it on a football ticket mm. some people will find they can't afford to go any anymore because obviously they'll have lost jobs because of the pandemic and the way the world's gone and some won't care quite so much as they did and i think fan engagement will be really difficult to get those that for example we've always thought stoke about between eight nine ten thousand hardcore fans i think every club will lose some fans because people will find other things to do i know we can't go out but some people will think, you know what, it's not so bad sitting with the family or doing this or doing that. And they'll find other interests. And I think it will take a while for people to go back, particularly if you're going back to see some of the football that we've seen this season, because you're not going to spend your money. No, I'm the opposite. I'd, I'd rather be at Stoke than at home with the family. I think, the, I think that... I, think, <laughs> well, I, think... I would, to tell you the truth. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, I sort of wrote so that. I'm not going to shout that too loud. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just think, though, you, you take the point. I think there will be a lot of fans that will uh, rock up on the day more than they used to be. I don't think they'll have the same amount of season ticket sales across football because people, A, might not have the disposable income, and B, I think it, it, you, you find something else to do in your time. And, yeah, we'll all be desperate to get back for the first few matches, but if it's rubbish you'll think, well, I've done without this before. That's what I think will happen. I genuinely do think that. And the best part about today was when it was lashing it down with rain and then turned to snow, you were warm. That was the bonus of today. The <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't a bonus at all, really. We were talking about Ian Dowie because he was doing the reporting. We saw him twice during the <laughs> entire show and we thought, I wonder if Dowie knows. Somebody asked him, what was the best thing? Oh, we had a cracking cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, 
Probably. It's very it's um it's very difficult to, to, to base our judgments on on the bits of information we know. We assume that uh, they haven't got any money to spend. We assume that some of these players' wages are being paid by the club or the other club. We will never be in full, uh, you know, we'll never know the full facts. So we could be wildly inaccurate, but the only thing we can say for certain is that the, the, the football that we've seen is not the football that we wanted to see. And I'm not really enthralled by it. No, it's not the best, is it? And yet, having said that, if McLean had scored that one chance he had when he he didn't blast it, he tried to place it and it went to the keeper, if the disallowed goal had been allowed, we'd have been a completely different group of people tonight. We'd have said, it's back on, you know, we're only two (laughs) points behind the playoffs. And and so that's football, isn't it? You have to take the, the rough with the smooth. But, I mean, what is it? One win in 12 now? Yeah, yeah, we haven't won for 10 games now. Yeah. And that's not great. And as I say, the amazing thing is, wow, we're four points off the playoffs. It's unbelievable. Yeah, but grabbing four points seems to be hard at the moment. It's four games the way we're playing at the moment. Do you not think, though, that some fans, when we were there before, possibly took going Stoke for granted? Because we used to have lads around us where win, lose or draw, they'd still be negative. Mm. And you just think when you go back, maybe some might not be... Because, I, I, all right, fair enough, we haven't won for a while. But I do still feel positive because of the improvements we've got defensively, which is, mm. we were shipping goals every week at one point. Two, three, four. Yeah, yeah. people have got to stay, yeah. Well. You've got to look at where we are on the table, look at where we were last year. I just think, when we go back, I hope some fans think, I, I really miss football for over that year. I want to get yeah. right behind him because some fans don't get behind well, Stoke. So, some of them are FIFA generation, aren't they? Where you know they think, oh, that's rubbish. Guys, you should be playing better than they should be winning. And all this sort of stuff. You've got to get behind and win, lose, or draw. Not just when we, not when we're playing well, because you don't always play well. That's well, like Shankly said. If you don't support us when we when we lose, I don't. You're there when we're winning. Yeah, so it is. But, really, you, it? It, but that's a typical pottery trait, isn't it? If somebody found fifty p on the floor, they'd say, oh, I want a pound. If you can make something bad, you always will. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're salt of the earth people, but we're not the most positive upbeat. No, we're, not, we're not positive up north, definitely. <laughs> definitely. It's even worse up Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you, they find a quid on the floor, they're going, oh, it's not a check for the ground. Yeah, it could have been a tenner. No, no, we're getting over the yeah. top. But I, I just wonder, I, I agree with what you say about um, fans and. Um, the first time we go back into the Bet365 and, and there's a group of people around you, people that you haven't seen for a while and you're able to speak uh, and, you, and you sit and you moan with everybody and then when, and when you score you suddenly fling your arms around somebody you, you don't know. Um, I look forward to that. I look forward to sitting on the car park for an hour after the match thinking why the hell am I on this car park? when you can't get off. Little things that you always used to find a chore about the match. I would just love to have to sit on the Bet365 after the match for an hour to get off the car park because it would mean we would been to a football match, there was a load of people and life was back to normal. Yeah, and I just, don't think, mm. I just don't think we're going to be there for a while. I don't. There won't be any fans in this season as far as I'm concerned. No, I can't see it this And season, I think no. it'll be a slow return in the future. I don't think stadiums will be full when we, we first start going back and 
And then you look at how, what will be the circumstances of going back. Will you all have to show that you've had a vaccination? Will you have to carry one of these health passports with you? Will you have to show something on your phone that you're fit? We're not going to go back to football as we know it at the moment um, for a while. And I would love football to change whereby Stoke is scoring four or five goals every match because I could could cope with um, having to have a, a passport for my health and everything then. But... Life's completely different now, and maybe, um, maybe when when things get a bit better and crowds go into the stadium, then we'll see the the break come off the the Stoke team. I think what you said about um, you know we were shipping goals right, left, and centre. He he set the team up in a certain way. Then he went against his philosophy of four three three because he knew if he didn't, we'd ship even more goals. And now we, we look quite solid. And I thought today against Reading, we were quite compact at the back and they couldn't get through us. Listen, they weren't good today. And if ever we were going to beat them, it was today. But you, you look at them, and, and I never thought they'd be where they are at the moment. We've taken four points off them this year. Yeah, it's been, it's been, we've been doing well against Reading this season. Yeah, I mean, we've done well, really, against all the all the top ten, uh, top ten clubs. It's the bottom clubs we, we've struggled with. Uh, and... That's why I'm I'm sticking my neck out and saying we'll beat Norwich next week. Oh, and I have got a glass of wine, by the way, if oh, anybody's dear. listening. <laughs> well, I, that, I think we've got a good chance. Yeah, but they fell apart, haven't they? They haven't. They've lost all last four games, haven't they? And I don't think they've only had four shots on target in them games. So there's all chance in the world. It's it's Brentford that worry me because they. But I don't think we need worry about them because they'll go up this year and. Yeah, they and, will. And they, Bournemouth, of course, the wheels fell off Bournemouth, and then they got a three-two win today. So. You can't ever, you can't ever say that um, what's going to happen in this league, and, and I haven't even looked tonight. How many points do we need to get to make sure we stay in this league next season? If we get another eleven draws, I think we say far. I, I, I don't look beyond that way. I don't, I don't like looking down. Now. I haven't looked down this season, which is which is the biggest positive you could get really this season. Yes. I aren't looking down, whereas last season, the season before, I was looking down more than up, and. There is positives that have come out this season. Michael O'Neill is the right man. At least we know now we've got a manager because apparently all the analytics and everything has come through him to try and drag our club into the modern era instead of it being 1987. So it is a... It, it's, it's moving the club forward, not just on the pitch, it's off the pitch. Yeah, it's That's off the pitch That's why I see well. it as a bigger project than yeah. just what's happened in 12 yeah, I'm positive as well. You know, there's a big possibility we could have Arsenal's, one of Arsenal's greatest ever forward line. United at Stoke, but with the kids, with Campbell and Wright. Yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> well, I think I'm not sure whether I would cheer more. for them, just by the nature of their names. <laughs> the right name, anyway. Um, it, that w- it's going to be difficult, isn't it, to, to start shouting, look, I hope he does well. And You look at the kids and, and you look at, um, as I've said, the under-18s and the under-23s. And Well, Forrester was on the bench today, and that's great. Uh, you, you look at the age of the squad now and how he's brought the squad age down and Nathan Collins, who we know is a centre-back is, is playing very adequately at full-back um, and, and he's stuck him, stuck him there again today Harry Suter has, has done really, really well and signed a long-term contract um, eventually one of those players will go unless we get uh, into the Premier League in the next three or four years I would say probably three then at least one of them is going to be gone because somebody will come in and take them. That's what happens. Um, but that might help us with financial fair play. Having said that, I think O'Neill will do everything in his power to keep the team together because he, he's an ambitious man 
and you'll want to go up. The other question I'll ask you, though, myself, is Tyrese Campbell comes back next season. Do you think that's enough? No. For us to score goals? No. no. So where are the other goals going to come from? Well, to be honest, if Stoke got any brains, they'd get Clark in on loan again until the end of the season. Maybe get Matondo on a permanent basis for a young winger to come in to possibly replace McLean. But we need two strikers. We've got to try probably take that young lad at Plymouth or Shankland if he becomes available because I think he's a lethal little finisher. Not done it this season at Dundee, but I think with better quality around him, he'd, he'd be deadly in. There is quality out there. I mean, Ali Smith Sims is a young lad that I like the look yeah. of at Everton. I think he's a brilliant young lad. Maybe him on loan. I think the best thing to do is is do what the Derby mould of get a linchpin of players, of young players that you know, and then rebuild on them and rebuild on them until you've got a quality squad that's getting to the right age to push. But at the moment, we're miles away. We've got one striker. Fletcher has been brilliant, but let's be honest, we all know his problem. He's, he's, he's just not fit enough to complete full seasons anymore, and he won't ever be. So, But as a backup striker for next season or his first choice, but have a good youngster behind it, it's all there. But we need to look hard at the young players now and start doing what Brentford do, where looking at foreign markets for good young players that statistically are doing well, giving them a chance in the championship instead of going out and forking £12 million on Tom Ince because he he did well once at Derby. Those days need to go because it's what's got us in this position in the first place by going, oh, well, he did well four years ago at, in in Germany. Let's get him in. Buying people on name. Yeah, that was it, it, it's, it's buying people on what they've done before what they're doing now and that, that's that's got to go. And it's, we've, But at least with analytics teams coming in, there's a chance now we can spot young talent that's progressing in Sweden or or doing well in the Irish League or you know Scotland or whatever and, and bringing these players in. We we do we, there's four or five players we need to bring in to improve the side. But Matondo's a start if we can get him permanently. Um, a right back's got to be priority. There's a there's a, I'd probably say if we can bring four quality young players in in the summer things will improve again. It's just step by step because of the financial fair play. You know, we we built probably the worst, heaviest spent squad. I mean, £140 million to spend on a squad in the championship when you've gone down and only probably two of them working is is disastrous at any level. Doesn't but matter. I'd more prefer... If, if, if you're willing to put votes on the bench, I'd more prefer to have one of the lads out of the youth team on the bench. Because yeah. I'm sure they do a, a, a ten times better job than he does. Listen, I'm not I'm not a massive Vokes fan, but I do feel that when he has played, he's played. There's been no wingers. Vokes is a target man, and there's been no wingers to pass the ball to him. He's been isolated on his own. I mean, I'm not a fan of his. I don't know why we ever had him. But uh, in his defence, I don't think he's had uh, much service for the way he plays. And then you look at Joe Allen coming back. And Joe Allen now Powell's out. He's had to play a slightly different position than he wants to play. So um, people have been sort of misplaced. As I said, Collins has had to play fullback and has done it really well. The one person we haven't spoke about tonight is is the man who I, I was amazed that nobody said much about in uh, after the match or, or during the match today was the, the absence of Ryan Shawcross completely from from the team or the subs bench. Now I don't know if are you reading anything into that. I, I to be honest, I think he's going. Yeah, I do. Uh, and how do you feel about that? I'm gutted, but I don't want him diminishing to nothing at Stoke. I think it's the worst way for him to go. 
the thing is that he's not going to be fit enough to play regular football. I don't think. I think a move having a couple of years in the sun and then call time and come back to Stoke is exactly what I want him to do. Personally. So you'd like to see him in the coaching setup? I, I, for me, if he retired at the end of the season and become a coach at Stoke, I'm happy. But yeah. I'd rather see him go out and play a bit of football and retire playing rather than being a man who's forced to do it. I still think he's got enough in the tank to play, but I don't think he's what we... Especially the emergence of Suter this season, I think it's killed Ryan as a player for Stoke. And it's, it's heartbreaking because he's been my favourite player because of his, his just a, an amazing player. And he's, he's, he's a player that I don't really want to go, but I don't want him to go to anywhere in England. America would suit me fine. I wouldn't mind him getting out there and playing a bit of football and then going, right, I've, done, I've had a bit of a football, I'm calling time, I'm going back to Stoke to coach. Coach, yeah. I think the thing about Ryan is that um, he's got a good I think he'll go too, by the way, and I, and I wish him all the best. But when you think he, he joined us in 2008, yeah. um, and he's played virtually all his football life at Stoke, uh, there are very few testimonials now for players because they don't need the money. Um, and, and the way that uh, Andy Wilkinson had a testimonial, I'd love to see Ryan come back and do something for charity too. I, I, you know, whether he would or not, I, I don't know. But it would be nice to say goodbye to Ryan as a as a player because we will not see a player play for our football club for that length of time again and the one thing that I think we will miss him for more than anything uh, is his ability to influence people in the dressing room because I know people that have played for the club um, and they say uh, he might not shout but he's a tremendous influence on the players in the dressing room and we will miss that and and then then you look at who's going to come through now and um, and do that for the football club. And when you've got uh, the young team that we have now, who are you looking at to be your leader? You're looking at your likes of Joe Allen, who's again quiet. Joe Allen probably won't see out his career at Stoke. I think somebody will come and take Joe Allen at some point. See, see that I'm not. Say. I'm not looking at Joe Allen. Who are you looking at? I'm though? looking at Nathan Collins. Yes, I would look at Nathan Collins, but I, I still think it's a bit early for Nathan. I, and And... Do I think Nathan Collins will be at Stoke long, long term? No, I don't. I think somebody will come and take it. Um, and I don't think it'll be Man U either. But, you know, you're, you're always a, you're vulnerable when you're in the Championship and you've been in the Championship and been a, a decent team because people, like we were in the Premier League, people come and look at your players and think, can you do it? And other clubs go and raid the Championship. So I, I think we'll be very lucky to keep all the young players that do come through into the squad. But the bottom line is, goals win matches. And at this moment in time, we haven't got, apart from Tyrese Campbell, we haven't got one person uh, who, uh, for whatever reason, be it injuries, form, fitness, we haven't got anybody else to take the load off that person. You've already said Fletcher's a great player, but he's, um, he's past his best in terms of fitness. So you can't expect him to play all the time. I think if him and Campbell had played all the time, it'd have been great. But it's not happened. Powell, we know, has injuries, and I have to say, he doesn't half get clattered. Powell, I've not, you know, he takes some punishment, and he's a very good head of the ball. So you've got Powell and Fletcher who aren't going to play the whole season for you. You only need one player like Campbell 
to get injured and your whole of your goal scoring's gone. And that's my worry still about um, is somebody going to be on the market or come to Stoke next season that can do that? And the one person I would pick every time is Dwight Gale and it's not going to happen because if it didn't happen when we were in the Premier League because his salary was too much... It's not going to reduce that much in the championship for us to be able to get him. Yeah, it's got to be somebody like that, but I, I think Dwight Gale's had his time now. Yeah, probably. Been, yeah, yeah. Has been playing yeah I mean, people were talking about Shane Long. I mean, he's never been prolific as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, the thing is with Shane Long and players like that, they've had the time. We've made this mistake before by yeah. bringing old players in. It's about, it's about new now and trying to yeah. bleed these through. I mean, if you never know with this. Right, Phillips has all the right things. He apparently likes playing up front. We brought that Chilwell in, in as well, who apparently is a, a lethal little striker from the lower ends of non-league and all that lot. I'd rather them than bringing in somebody that... Because we we've done it once before with Benny Kofobi. We brought him in because he was lethal in the Championship for Wolves and for... Was it Reading yeah, on loan? never quite worked at Stoke. Well, yeah, they, they, never, do, they never do. This lethal quality uh, stops on the A500. Yeah, it, it stops at Stoke. and all the lethal quality drains out of them. Yeah. It's like the Freddie Steele case, isn't it? They said we've never had a lethal finisher since um, long yeah. term. And it's, yeah. it's true, really. We never really have, really. I mean, Richie did, but Richie was at the club a hell of a long time, wasn't he, Richie? What worries yeah, me? Yeah, two spells. Yeah, two he was spells. at the club a long time. Uh, but well. what would we give for somebody now like Mark Steen that was in Luton Reserves and we put I'd, them out I'd the have reserves. him in now, to be honest, over those. <laughs> yeah, I would actually. I'd have him, I'd share it. Yeah, but never mind. Maybe there's only one I wouldn't, and that was Keith Scott. Um, oh, Keith Scott, one legend. That was the greatest move of all time, swapping in for sharing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've, got, we've got a funny story about that on Wikipedia because we're looking down he played for about 9 million clubs like the best he scored was, was 4 but somebody had obviously typed in Wikipedia he scored 48 goals in one season for Rotherham <laughs> <laughs> that, well, that's a lie <laughs> <laughs> yeah great but it's um, it's just this is this is a season of progress I mean it might not be a season of promotion it clearly probably won't but it, whatever happens, um, if somebody had said to me, as I say last year, that we'd be where we are now, but if somebody said to me last season we'd finish mid-table, I'd have taken that. Because this club was going one way and it was down with the, the dead men. And um, I'm, I didn't enjoy last season. You know, I kept saying we won't go down, we won't go down. Most of that is just because you're a Stokey and you just don't ever want to countenance it because I've been there with the football club and it's vile. Yeah. You know, it's just not much fun. But I think Stoke were on a very slippery slope and, and he's not only has he arrested that, he's turned it round and there can't be anybody, however pessimistic they are and however boring the football is. I mean, you know, some people are saying it's worse than Pulis at the end. I, I, I don't think it is, you know. No, I don't think it is. It's about it. It's like I've said before. It's about out. It's it's out with the old and in with the new. And sometimes out with the old doesn't take as quickly as you want to. The fact is, but the players that he's bringing in, it's like John Obi McCall, Fletcher. They, 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 we've got no money, and they've done a great job for what they've come in for for nothing. It's like any, but it's that model of if they're over twenty eight, get them for free, or we don't have them. Simple as that. We we only buy young players, and that that's how it should be. Because there's time to develop. It's like if you bring a 28, 29 year old in, if he doesn't work, he doesn't work, and that's it. Yeah. There's no yeah. change. If he doesn't work, that's it. And then you've got if you give him a four year contract and loads of money because he's an established name, there's nothing you can do with him. No. 
you've got to loan him out. We've done some of those, haven't we? Well, that's all we've done. Family's name contracts. Yeah, but this is why with with youth, if if you look at youth, if they come in and don't do it straight away, they've got time on the side to improve. Whenever we bring anybody old in. You think they're only going to get worse because they're yeah, going yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's very it's true. It's like Fletcher's injury problems this season. Only going to get worse next season. Exactly, so. yeah. And but if it was a nineteen-year-old and he didn't really cut it, you could go, well, he might come back next season after pre-season well, and be a different player. It's like timing, isn't it? We haven't thrown him under the bus because we know there's quality there. It's just getting him consistent. Yeah, he needs time and go out and play football somewhere. Tom Edwards is the same, but I just don't think Tom Edwards is has got that. Defensive edge to be a proper it's right. Call break for Tom. It, now, it, it is. He's got. To, he's got to go there and rip up the American. Let's be honest. Well, anyway, it'll be interesting to see, but um, it's going to be an interesting end of season, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. And on that note, we'll let you go, Andrew. Let you enjoy your Saturday night. Well, thank you very much, and stay safe, everybody, and up the potters. Yeah, we're going to win it next year. Don't you worry. Okay. Uh, cheers for that, Doc. Cheers, Andrew. To that. Right, what a, what a good guest. Can't beat Ange, can you? No. She's dead. she's brilliant every time she comes on. Yeah, no, she knows her stuff. That's yeah. the thing. And she tells us off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got whipping it on his head, you're wrong. <laughs> right, so, clue two, and I'll do a proper clue because that's how I am, right? You can tell me his address. <laughs> no. That's all to Right, so this player got in a heavy legal pursuit with another ex Stoke player, Jonathan Woodgate. Ah. He also played centre-back and got relegated with Leeds. Originally came to the club on loan and then joined permanently because of Tony Pulis. Yeah, I've got some good clues. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. It's not, he played for Southampton. That's, that's funny that way. I've got murders for that, haven't I? <laughs> yeah, you have, yeah, you've had the good game. I, I wouldn't have got that. <laughs> right, so now we'll move into the transfer deadline day that was slammed shut. The day after my birthday, not the right one. <laughs> the Monday. Something like Jim White then. Deadline day is approaching. I've got my yellow tie. <laughs> right, so basically players have gone. There's been a recent one as well. Monix Bauer's gone to FC Youth in Russia. He's gone now. Um, obviously Liam Lindsay's gone to Preston. I think there's a chance that one could be, be permanent now because they let Ben Davies go to Liverpool. Probably a great move for him. I don't know how he's got, got that. Um, Quite a few have gone. Gregory's gone to Derby till the end of his contract, so he's probably gone at the end of the season. We'll never see him play. Derby need goals. Makes sense. I'm Gregory. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Tomix Weedley's gone to Luton, where he didn't play at Stoke when Jones was here. I think he did it for the start of the season, didn't he? He, he played bits, but he wasn't regular underneath no. Jones, which is a bit strange why he's taken him to Luton. Um, other players have gone that I can't think of at the moment on top of my head. Um, Vermeer has gone to Kalshtu in the second tier of German yeah. football. I think we're paying pretty much everything for him. I think Badu and Dai has got out on loan somewhere till the end of his contract. I think in 18 months. Qatar or the Arabian League he's got on yeah. loan. So we like like I said, the, most of these are going to come back. Um, Tom Edwards obviously went to... America as well, where he's got to start and press it. A lot of these players are gone, a lot of people have been talking about, you know, it's not great. But it has got two good quality youth players from what we've seen through the door because of the wages out. I mean, let's be honest, Vimmer, we're going to be paying probably 90% of his wages, 95%. Yeah. Bauer, we're going to be paying at least 60, 70% of his wages. So 
getting him out the door, it is a positive, but it is, like Aaron says, they are going to be back next season. We'll still be talking about this next yeah, season. Yeah, we'll still be talking about him next season. Vibber's gone again on loan. <laughs> he's off again. <laughs> he's gone to crew until the end of the season. It's like he's on a backpacking holiday. It really. is, yeah. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Say, yeah. It's like Michael O'Neill came out and said towards the end of the end of the deadline, he says that there's got to be something in place now with, with in the in the game where players that have no futures in the club can yeah. just go... There's got to be some clause that going into new contracts where if neither's happy at the club, they can start going and getting things off. I know, I know people complain because then it'll go like Harry Suter goes, oh, wait, they're Arsenal in for me. I'm not happy. That's mutually happening. I'm going on a year's sabbatical. <laughs> <laughs> but at least players have gone. I mean, we brought in, I can't say his first name, Dia Amigo, Wright Phillips. You just say Ralph Phillips. I'll just say Ralph <laughs> Phillips. It, it, the the lad, weirdly the lad, and everyone's going, how old, how old is he? <laughs> but yes, sure, Ralph Phillips has got a young lad who's been breaking through and doing well on the scene. I know that's what's frightening now. Not only did we watch Ian Wright play, Sean Ralph Phillips play and retire, now we're going to see <laughs> the third, grandkid. Third generation. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, it wasn't amazing if we can get Campbell and Wright, Wright scoring goals like they did for Arsenal. But doing the young version. Yeah. The future version. The future version is coming. Live at, live at the Bet365. So those people who were considering not coming, think about that. They scored tons of goals. I understand what I'm just saying, but there might be people who sort of will say, well, it's not bothering me not going, but anyone I've spoke to is desperate to get back. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm crying to get back yeah. to the ground, to be honest. And it's all well and good last year at the beginning. The, it was red hot, everyone was out in the garden, yeah, off yeah. work. Yeah, it was, it was still, I'm not saying it wasn't a tough time, but it's a lot easier when you sat in the back garden in the sunshine all day. But when it's been raining and snowing for the past four months, and it's dark at four o'clock, and you've got nothing to do at weekends. And it's raining all the time. And it's constantly raining. People are getting annoyed now, it's tough now. And, and the thing is, we've said, you're messing with people's routine at weekends not just the game itself yeah. it's your routine of a Saturday it's your lads getting away from the lab <laughs> <laughs> people moving around and trying to get away from it I mean like I say it's not going to be easy transfer windows ended now so there's going to be no more ins I think unless there's free transfers but I don't think we're going to stop touching them unless they're real quality we've spoke about Shawcross haven't we I think, <laughs> yeah. get, I think if he goes everybody will be as best rushes too it's a shame because I wanted him to retire as the captain of Stoke, taking us back to the Premier League. But mm-hmm. it's it's not going to be down the road, that kind of thing. It's going to be a two, three-year process, as is, of getting the rubbish out and replacing yeah. the quality youngsters. It's not going to be easy. And the thing is, if he's got that opportunity to go to Inter Miami, play a year, two years in the in the Pound Shop Cup, there's a chance that, you know... The thing is, though, with, with Ryan, is what people will remember and what they should remember is okay fair enough he hasn't really won any silverware as such and he's got us to an FA Cup final but what they got to remember is isn't he pretty much we've pretty much adopted him as a Stokey he yeah, like opportunities to he's leave. like Gordon Banks isn't he and Jimmy Greenoff people yeah. have been adopted by the area Ryan be welcome he loves Stokey. this club he does. And he had opportunities to go bigger clubs, Liverpool were in at one point. Real Madrid had a sniff yeah. around at one point. United were sniffing around. And the reality is, he stayed with Stoke no matter what. And, and the thing is, for me, over the last 
what, 12 years? He's a, he is a legend, isn't he? Oh, he's a legend, yeah. without question. Without he's, he's up in the top 10 now, all-time period for a goal for the club. It's just a shame that he couldn't drop to the championship, kick on and, and play week in, week out. And like I say, he'd captain as back. It'd have been nice to see him lift that trophy. It would, it would have been nice to see him lift the trophy and all that lot. But sometimes it's like... Uh, Almost cruel. Well, it's not, it's not cruel. Sometimes players... Don't win trophies. Let's be honest. Kevin Nolan was a legend at Bolton. This, that, and the other. His only real history is the as the final runners-up medal when he was when he took Bolton to the League Cup final. Yeah. But he's but he's a legend in Bolton. There's something more. You could be a player that's won everything. Let's be honest. Gabriel Obertan. Do you reckon he's he's welcomed anywhere? He's won the Champions League and a Premier League title. Yeah. But he was going to be sitting there going. Oh, but Tanzi, let's get a statue built <laughs> yeah. for him. There's a chance of, of him. Matt Letizia, he's a legend at Southampton. He's like God down there. <laughs> Anyone goes down there and say, oh, you want a good player, Tess. He'd probably stab you. It's, it's, it's that much passion for the man. Yeah. And it's same with Ryan Chilcross. He's my one of my heroes because he's the only player in my lifetime that was brilliant and stayed loyal to the club. Steen left. Sharon left. James O'Connell left. Kavanaugh left. All these players that I used to love, they all left the club. Yeah. Ryan didn't. Right. He's only leaving now because there's an opportunity of keeping his career going. And for me, for me, I, I genuinely think we really did have a chance at winning that FA Cup. But just think injuries killed us because that season he was unplayable. He was that good. Oh yeah, for for, for about for we about was, that good for about six seven years. Ryan Shawcross was one of the best defenders yeah. in the league. When he was stats when coming up, he was. It would do a brilliant partnership, and, and there's a lot of people who slate Ryan and say, "Oh, he, was, he went pulling, came out of the game. He was, he was rubbish. He wasn't when he was younger. Before his back problems started kicking in, he was an amazing defender yeah. and should have got more caps for England. But because he played for Stoke and was loyal to Stoke, they didn't want giving him. When they given him, you put him against one of the best strikers in the world, the one who can tell the sunset. It. Yeah, it's just bad luck. It's only like Butland playing against Germany and gets injured. Straight away. Yeah, but when, you, but when you're playing against Latan, you can just shout at the ball and it does what he says. Yeah. You know, it's one of them things. That's like chucking him against Ronaldo and, and he scores a foot. Well, it's all Ryan's fault. No, no, <laughs> he scored 800 odd goals in his career. He's a, one of the world's best ever. And Latan is, to be fair. Yes, he's a, he's a quality player. And it, the thing is, that the press can jump on things and make things out be a little bit worse than they actually are. They always forget about it. It always amazes me if one of the players from one of the top four make a mistake. Oh, well, he, he is carrying a knock. No, he's just made a mistake. Yeah, he's just crap. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is with Ryan, he wasn't crap and he got given one chance, one chance only. And he wasn't at his best then. Two, three years before that, Yeah. Ryan was at his best and one of the best defenders in the world. And people keep talking about him around Stoke going, oh, well, there was nothing about Oof. What about Faye? What about Leon Court? Did, did they, both of them, make him look good as well? Yeah. Because at the moment, out of those three good defensive partnerships, Ryan's the only constant in all three of them. Yeah. So, let's be honest, Ryan's the real genius behind our defensive skills. And when Hoof left, he had to, he had to, follow, he had to adapt with Philip Wolshard, who, let's be honest, looked like a disco dancer the way he used to defend. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, been, he's been quality. And like I say, the youth partnership was probably the strongest, but... He, the thing is, he left everything out on the pitch for Stoke. Yeah, he, did, he, has, he literally has. He literally has. Yeah. He's got him to the stage where he's yeah. injured. I mean, when, before the Nathan Jones one, when he got that leg injury, and he came back a bit too early, and I think, I, I just don't think he's, he came back too early. He hasn't been able to get his fitness, and he is now fit. But with the emergence of Suter now, and now Nathan Collins, it has probably killed him. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, to be honest, I still think a half-fit Ryan is better than Chester and Bats. Can he do it? We don't know. I mean, the thing is, he's, he, when he was younger and he, his problems with his back, he probably might have not had them problems elsewhere. I think because we heavily relied on him as well at the back, we did bring him back in. Oh, to, towards he the played. end, yeah. Towards he the played, end, yeah. when he was playing Walshide, if he got injured, it was like the entire back line crumbled. He, yeah. he, was, he was the only... It was all guys. He, he was the yeah. It's like people say, oh, he never shouts, though. Shouting doesn't make you a good captain. No. Some of the, I mean, Bobby Moore was never known as being a shouter, but he was probably one of the greatest leaders of all time, yeah. especially in England. Well, quite the best defender England's ever some, had. Some players just need presence. And that's Ryan great that presence. And for me, when we look at what's going on now with Ryan, if he goes there and has two years, he might win a cup. It'd be great to see him go there and win another yeah. cup there, or the or the Super Bowl, whatever they call it over there. Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a clue. To be honest. I don't follow MLS to be fair, but it'd be a good move for him. Get two years of football, keep himself playing, then retire, come back Stoke, and and come back in a coaching role and look after his lad who's in the youth academy. He won't move from the area. Get that's that's just let him go out. Let let him go. Let him carry on playing because he clearly wants to carry on. Play a couple of years and then come back and start coaching and really make a legacy at the club. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I would. Uh, I'd be sad to see him go, but it's for the right reasons. So, what are you gonna what are you gonna mark the January transfer window out of ten? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go strong and go seven. Seven? Why can you go seven? What, what what's made you think seven? I think it's not been terrible. Some and some good lads that are coming who've got a little bit more energy in the side, and I think there's one or two that can get better as well. Matondo, I just think we could have done with bringing a striker in, but obviously it's not quite panned out. So that's that's me, me rating seven. Right, I'm gonna go. I'll go. I'll go seven as well. And the only reason why I'm not getting ten is we haven't bringing a striker. Yeah. If we brought a striker on loan to replace Gregory, then I would have gone brilliant. I'm, yeah. I'm happy with that because I'm really happy with the, the, with the turn of young players yeah. and Angie's right Valinden I wasn't a big fan of Valinden I thought I thought there was bits in there but he reminded me of Shobby where I didn't see enough from him to go wow what an electric player he had good qualities of moving the ball forward no question but he never created a chance he never scored a goal yeah. there was nothing there for me to go wow he's going to be brilliant but where this Doherty from everything I've heard this Doherty is going to be a real quality player. So if we've swapped in for Valinden, then it's only going to be. Quite I think. Big I think big. where I was probably guilty last season in wanting Valinden on the side was when we were awful last year. When Valinden did play, he looked our only genuine threat in certain games. When he come on second half, he looked dangerous, and I think probably a little bit guilty of the fact that we were that bad. Valinden looked that good because yeah. you noticed as Michael O'Neill creeped in. When he did play, you thought, well, you're not really achieving much. You're running at defences with no end product. And, and, and in the end, he started showing him up a little bit. Yeah. Right, so now we're going to go to the last last clue before you have to give the answer. Right, when he was at Chelsea, he won the League Cup, the UEFA Cup Winners' Cup, and the European Super Cup when he was at Chelsea. Obviously not relegated at Leeds. Came, for, came to Stoke, obviously, but only left Stoke because a Premier League club came knocking, which was Reading. Went on to obviously play for Wickham Wanderers, then went for a spell at Scotland at St Johnston to play in the SPL, and then went to Oxford and then ended his career at Hendon. Do you have a hint of who it is now? Yes. 
I'll do it for you, my dear. I'll do. Lie. Liar. Right, so he played 95 times for Stoke, of course, came on loan and then joined permanently. Captain Stoke, who do you reckon it is? Michael Dubry. No, no, it's Jonathan Woodgate. <laughs> no, it, is, it is Michael Dubry and you pulled level on the on the Stoke player question. I forgot he went ready. Yeah, he, well, he left Stoke for ready. Yeah, didn't he play that a bit? He was there a while, yeah, yeah, before moving on to Oxford, but he was towards the end of his career, I think he was 31, 32, when he left Stoke for Reading. He was a good servant for Stoke. He was what he was a good player he was for Stoke. And we, I think we sold him for 900 grand to Reading, who got promoted to the Premier League. Chelsea, Viola and everyone were there. Well, he was there, and then he, he basically won the League Cup, won the Super Cup and all that, but by that point, Desai and Frank Labouth were, were in and were starting to overtake him and then he went to Leeds he went to Leeds and had a good partnership with Jonathan Woodgate for a while but then in came players like Dominic Matteo and he, he decided to spend for the sake of buying Radaby came in so he ended up sitting on the bench after a couple of seasons at Leeds as well Yeah. so a good player for Stoke though and I decided to put him in a quiz question because he only had seconds to think of a quiz, quiz question so to be fair I think he did quite well put plenty of clues there for you told you what he won didn't just go set the ball now I can't have any crap clues instead of just going you know well he played for Reading yeah <laughs> he has brown eyes <laughs> his first name his middle name is Jonathan <laughs> right so that's another one done it's been a good one we've had a good guest it's been a long one yeah. <laughs> there's been a lot to pack in this week because of course last time we did it on Sunday we did miss deadline day, deadline day, so I was hoping to do a live one. We were like, it's here now, deadline day, it's happening. But it's been a good one. So you know where we are. We're on all podcast platforms. We're on, on all social media. Just type in the podcast. Hopefully soon we're on Amazon. I'm just waiting for a confirmation email that we're on Amazon because they do podcasts now. Make sure you join the podcast group on Facebook and join all the interesting to- topics that come up. I think one the other day was July. It, it was a big competition between July sausage or bacon on your oat cake, and I tell you what, some fierce answers on there as well. Are they jams the new the new thing? That was disgusting. But anyway, <laughs> you know where we are, so make sure you come and find us. Thanks for listening. Ta-ra. Ta-ra. All the best.